is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. I'm joined, of course, by Brandon Adam. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon D Adam 19. And finally, Mike Dickinson at Mike underscore Dickinson. Gentlemen, boys, the combine results are in. Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Um, I this is normally the time of year where I start to jump in. Um you guys have drugged me into this kicking and screaming a little bit earlier, so I feel like I'm a little bit better. I'm a little better versed on these guys, and there's a couple yeah. guys that we're going to talk about today that popped a little bit with some surprising mm-hmm. numbers, and uh, you know we're going to get them on your radar so you can steal them in the third and fourth rounds of your rookie drafts and and win. That's what it's all about, yep. just fucking winning, stacking up, just stack up talent. That's right, Brandon, brother. What was your what was your takeaway from the combine? Like first, like initials, are you are you happy? Are you excited? Are you disappointed? No, I'm I'm actually happy with the depth of this class. I think those uh I think the second rounders in this rookie draft are going to there's going to be some gold found and I'm excited about it. A couple guys really popped, especially one of Mike's guys that really popped and I'm excited for that and I told him I was watching him the whole I I just needed to see it. I just needed to see certain things from from uh Rashad White and man he delivered. Yeah. Rashad White delivered. Kenneth Walker yeah. delivered. Rizal yes. delivered. I was a little bit disappointed that Isaiah Spiller didn't test, but I guess he had a, an abdominal issue, muscle issue. So he will test on – yeah, no, it's right. He will test in two weeks at his pro day. But, uh, I mean, all in all, yeah, I was pretty impressed. Um, from the wide receivers, man, David Bell disappointed me. I, was, I had high oh. expectations for him. But, you know, look, I just hope that the NFL teams look at the tape and, and grade it by the tape. And I think it, he know, might be th- Jarvis Landry, man. He might be Jarvis Landry. He could be. He could be Jarvis Landry, like a big Jarvis yeah. Landry, I think. And, and, and I think that's important. Like context matters. Right. So yeah. when we're diving in because we go deep, right, we go deep with these players and we get just so invested on them that, you know, if they don't perform well at, at, a, at a pro day or don't perform well, perform well at the common, we're like, that's it. They're off my radar. They're on my do not draft list, right? And I think that's a mistake. Okay. Yes, <laughs> it is. You know, so, some very, very smart people that I follow and, and listen to that are uh, uh, analy- analytically driven. They say that yeah. in their in their production models, at wide receiver, all they care about is height and weight. And for yeah. the running back, it is height, weight, and speed score. So right. the question is, well, why go through this ring of morale, right? And the answer is, it's important because. How they perform at this combine, not just you know the actual testing results, but but the on-field drills that they do, it's going to influence their draft stock. And we know sure. that draft capital is hugely important in particular positions like the running back position, you know even the wide receiver position. So, with that in mind, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Let's let's talk about the running backs first, okay? Let's really focus on the running backs. First of all, was there a running back that stood out to you? Um, whether it was one of these top guys that we've been talking about for the last month and a half or is there a guy that jumped off the page that you had no idea who this player was and like holy shit i gotta go watch some tape on this guy I yeah so one. they're actually yeah i i do have one um and we well there there were two actually um oh two okay. you know talking well well we talked about richard white um brandon will talk about him a little bit more but 
Um, the one that really kind of jumped at me that was odd was Pierre Strong. I had no idea who the heck this guy was, where he Ooh. was coming from. Ooh, yeah, exactly. 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 So the first place he popped to me was on a was on PFF's uh, PFF puts out a list of the top 20 to 25 people, uh, top 20, 25 guys at each position that they think, you know, are going to are going to translate best out to the NFL. And he Pierre Strong came in 10th on that list, Um, you know, ahead of guys like Brian Robinson, ahead of guys like Devontae Price, ahead of guys like James Cook. Um, And it's based off of their college dominator rating. And then they also factor in their rushing grades, their receiving grades and their yards per play into there. So, you know, Pierre Strong, senior coming out of South Dakota State, had a 22 percent career dominator rating, 95.6 percent career rushing grade. And and this is again, this is all PFF. He's the highest graded of all the draft eligible backs on the rushing side. Only a 50. Uh, where was he? 54.4 on the receiving grade. I don't know. I've I've watched a little bit of his tape and he's he right. makes some yeah. he makes some splash plays in the game, in the passing game. I don't know if he's just not a pass catcher. I don't know if he wasn't asked to do that, if that's where that came from. Here's where it really gets me is 3.3 yards per play. That puts him in that puts him ahead of Brees Hall. That puts him ahead of Kenneth oh. Walker. That puts him in Good Rashad point. White territory. So this guy was somebody I knew absolutely nothing about. And then he posted he posted at the uh, at the combine. He posted a four three seven with a thirty six inch vertical, which put him at a um, seventy five and seventy fifth percentile as far as burst score. So he's somebody to keep an eye on. He's going to be landing dependent. Uh, we were texting before. He'll probably end up in San Francisco and be you know just another thorn <laughs> in the sides of fantasy managers. He could end up being a much better NFL running back than fantasy back. But you know he's one of the, he's somebody that you know as we go through this process. We'll try and turn you on to guys that can that can mine you second first round talent at a fourth round price. Like if you were on Elijah Mitchell last year, you know you took him in the third or fourth round, he crushed it for you. You know he delivered yeah. a fir- he delivered run. yeah yeah absolute home run. So I'm not saying there's you're going to find an Elijah Mitchell every year, but like you start to look at why these guys popped, what, you know what led to them being successful, and then try and replicate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what's interesting about Pierre Strong is that he he was on any of our radar. I, I was looking back; I, he wasn't even part of like the player profiler database that I ran two months ago. Like he wasn't on there. He's in there now. Yeah. Uh, but th- you know, one thing is he is older. He's twenty three point three years old. Yes, they, I was you just know, gonna say that. Yep, it, he's older. You look at a two to three year window, right? Like for yeah. these running backs, if, if he can get on the field. And you're right. I mean, a player like this is going to be so landing spot dependent, but he is 5'11", 207 pounds, right? So he meets that side speed speed requisite. Talk about his receiving prowess. He did have 22 receptions last year and 21 in 2020. So Mm -hmm. he can catch the ball. It's just, it's really a matter of, you know, is he able to perform? Is he athletic? We know he's athletic, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What's a, what's a major um, positive result for like, what do we care about? It's, it's speed score, right? And like you said, his speed score is up there. It's one twenty or one thirteen point five. So Jesus, yeah, it's the, the man is a beast. And so he's a let, yeah, he, yeah. No, go ahead. I, I'm just yeah, like he he really is. I I was watching a little bit of uh his stuff just before we got on, and he was running through some wide open holes. A small school, like he he really yeah, was, yeah. and. Like that, you guys got to like. He did lead the country in rushing. I get that, but like he was running through some, some big assholes. It wasn't like he was like stopping and starting against Ohio State defensive linemen or anything. So like that's that's like yeah. the things people got to kind of calm down with. Like, out. Yeah, the dude no, is an athlete. Like he's an athlete. Yeah. He's a beast. Like he got overlooked because he's in a small school. 
but I'm definitely going to see where he lands because of Mike. Like Mike is turned me on to him. He's he might yeah. be a third round pick for me, and I might cash in later on him. You never know. He's probably going to be one of those guys that has to make an NFL squad as a special teamer. And right. if he has, if he has the desire, you know, if he, if he pushes hard in camp and he makes a squad as a special teamer, he's a, yeah. we always said this, you know, you're, you're a shoelace away from seeing the field young man. So, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody goes down with a hamstring, somebody, yeah. you know, somebody has a shoulder pad issue, like he's in there and mm-hmm. he, hopefully he gets a shot and hopefully he delivers. If he doesn't, you wasted a fourth round rookie pick on him. Who cares? Big F and yeah. you know, those Who guys, don't, those guys, he's a, he's a taxi squad guy. Yep. He is. Okay, so we're going to be talking about running backs for a bit here. So I I do want to give the people a little bit of context. When when we're talking about speed scores, like what's good, what's bad, okay? So when we're talking about speed scores, a speed score of 100 is the 67th percentile athlete, okay? A speed score of 95 is 46%. So when we're talking about this 95, 96, 97, that's kind of the range, like your, your minimum threshold. When you look at a speed score of 90, it's a 28th percentile. And then on the upper end, a speed score of 116, like our boy, Maurice Hall, is a yeah. 98th percentile. So when we talk about uh, Pierre and his uh, speed score of 113, it's respectable, right? Like it's in the 90th plus percentile. It's it's more than respectable. Yeah, it's it's well done. Yeah. He's, he's going on clip. Hey, okay, so we got we got Mike Yeager and Clipboard Jesus in the chat right now. Boys, can you can you both type in who is your biggest riser or faller or both uh, yeah. at following the combine? Guys that disappointed you the most or guys that you were the most impressed by? So throw it in there, then we'll, we'll chat about it. But let's not bury the lead, boys, okay? Yes, let's, let's, let's talk about the horse. Right now. Let's talk about yeah. the man that everybody came here to see. Yeah, His name is Brees Hall, running back yeah. out of Iowa State. In, the, in, yeah. in the, the, the show description, I said, okay, which player melted faces? And which player melted down? I would say Brees yeah. Hall came out and absolutely melted faces. The man, he did what we wanted him to do. Okay, so he weighed he in did. at 217 pounds. He's five foot eleven. He's got massive hands at nine and three quarter inches, three fourths inches. Excuse me. He ran a four three nine 40 yard dash, which gave him a speed score of one sixteen point nine, which, like I said, is a ninety eighth percentile. So he checks pretty much every single every box. box. Yeah. And okay, and here's the thing, right? Like. I definitely defer more to the data. You know, I, I think the way my brain works is that, like that's how I go towards. But I also like to tape. Brandon's like a tape guy. Mike's like a tape yeah. guy. I like to be somewhere in the middle. Okay. Even in the underwear Olympics, when you're comparing Brees Hall's footwork, catching ability, smoothness with the ball, he's clearly different than some of these other players. Like he just looks better. And look, I mean, for me, we, we talk about it. Like, can you make a, an argument in Superflex leagues for Malik Willis as the 101? Yeah, you can make an argument for it. But as far as I'm concerned, there's such depth at the wide receiver position this year. I'm probably yep. going to pass on Traylon Brooks at the 101. Yep. And I'm going to probably yep. pick up Brees Hall. I know I, I'm taking Brees Hall as of today. I'm taking Brees Hall yep. 101. So, I, Brandon, I think you're right. Why I'm yeah. Wrong. Yeah. You're right. I, I think you're right. Like when you see an a prospect show you elite athleticism like that and he checks all the production boxes and you're comfortable with the way he runs and how he catches, like that's when you move and put him, book him as the one-on-one. Like he has to be that guy. Like you're not going to overlook him just because of you liked a certain player before the combine. Yeah. Like this guy, this guy blew up every single number. 
like he he had a 40 fuck 40 inch vert man like he was yeah. the only one to hit that like it, as in the rbs and that that just tells you everything you need to know about the guy the lower half is explosive and yep. you know like he, he's a mix of jt and antonio gibson like he really is a mix and i kind of i he's the 101 and it's not going to be anybody else for me for a while i don't like i'm not comfortable taking these quarterbacks i've been saying this the quarterbacks it's a trap like at 101 don't do that <laughs> like it's a trap like star wars like don't do right, it so and i figured out what i need to do is i need to get that gif on here so that every time we start talking yeah, about the quarterbacks it's a trap for the next three months it's just it's a trap it is, dude. Like honestly, but I mean, my little tiny hand dude, my friend did threw the ball real well, man. Everybody yeah. loved him. Like every like there was nobody that talked shit about how he threw the ball at all. And he was the most Kenny accurate Pickett, guy there. About. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. You know? Yeah. Donald Trump's buddy, like small hands, bro. Like it's just the poor guy, it's not his fault. God screwed <laughs> him. It's not his fault, but he throws the ball well. Like it's just what it is. But with Brees Hall, 100% one-on-one, lock it in. Just don't even think about it. Just go one-on-one Brees Hall. Like it's just, yeah. I got, I got one-on-one. I'm going to take Brees Hall and I'm going to be very happy about it. You know who surprised me in a good way? I mean, we knew who was fast, but I wasn't sure. Like, is this guy really that fast? You know who, who's faster than Brees Hall? Your guy, who? Kenneth Walker. Run a four, three, eight. And he's Fuck got a one fourteen point seven speed score. Cause he's a little bit yeah. heavier. Yeah, I was impressed, man. Uh, I I was impressed. Thank you. He is J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, boys. He is literally J.K. His yeah. every single metric he has is J.K. Dobbins. He's literally right. Uh, he's the same carbon copy. And if you like J.K. Dobbins, you're gonna love yourself some Kenneth Walker. Or actually, he hates being called Kenneth. He he's he Kenny. wants to be called Ken. He wants to be called Ken. You, I, Ken. I saw on a. Ken Walker, that's what he wants to be called. I saw it in an interview. So that's why I'm going to start calling him Ken Walker. Um, the third is he's he's pushing up boards for everybody. Like I was pre pre combine, I was seeing him going at the 108, 107, um, 109. He is yeah. not going to make it past 105, boys. Yeah. Like he is not. Like it's just not going to happen anymore. There's there's a real drought with running backs in this class, and I think. I think there's a couple guys, you know, late like four, you know, four, fourth or fifth RBs that are interesting. But these top two guys are it really for me. Isaiah Spiller has red flags for me. I, I, I just I've been saying it for a while. The guy runs with a trailer hitch on his back, you know, like he's dragging something with him the whole time. And it just I could just see it on film. And that's why I don't care. He did not have a muscle issue. He just didn't want to run there. He just didn't want to run there. He wants to, he wants to home cooking and that's at his pro day. And that's it. Like I get it, man. When you're running, when you got guys running below four, four, it, that you're going against for the, for the RB one and you're running a four, six, it's a problem. And that can be viewed as a big problem. So I think that's what he's going to run is around a four, six. And you know, that's still good. It's still good for his height, weight, and speed. Like it's still very good. It's just not elite. Like, Ken Walker and uh, Brees Hall. So I think I think Isaiah Spiller is the one that is kind of been the loser of this combine. He's kind of lost some steam. Yeah, just by not participating exactly. And uh, it's like the opposite for Drake London though. Like he he rose because he yeah. didn't do shit. 
And then, and then, uh, and then Isaiah Spiller, everybody's trying to like, you're hiding, you know, like you're hiding. Don't do that. And, you know, we appreciate you, Mike. Mike said, oh, that's the wrong one. We got Mike saying that the Flex Network's rising up draft board. That's right, Mike. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay. So a player that really disappointed me, and maybe I'll have you comment on this, Mike, was, was Kyron Williams, man. Oh, he, he came in small. He's 5'9, 194. We, we said it. We really like, we're not surprised by that weight because I think his college weight was 195. But we really wanted him to come in around 200, just bulk up a little bit. We figured, okay, maybe after we got the weight, maybe he's staying slim to run the 40. And then he puts up a 465, which comes out to a, <laughs> a speed score of 83. It's just yeah. abysmal. Like, look, I mean, we know the man. You look at the tape. You don't want you you don't want it to, to hurt his tape like all that much. But I think again, what worries me about this is that now he's going to be like a, a what, a fourth round pick, which it's not a death sentence, right? Michael Carter was was drafted in the fourth round, and and that's who I I, I would really that's who I see when I watch this guy. But mm. Kyron Williams, to me, man, he was my fourth, my RB four in this class. Now, now, now like, where is he? I, I haven't re ranked it yet. I mean, I, I'm not going to re rank now until draft day because I don't I, want combine results to skew my previous Dude, honestly my tape, right i don't want to hear matters. that like honestly it no. does it, this does matter it does it does matter. yeah it does. like it really does i, I that's so I, i'm kind of over guys saying that in fantasy like oh you can't take bad times hell no yeah yeah you can, you can. like you can definitely yeah. use that as a red flag and say you know what i'm not kyron williams was ranked as an rb3 in this class by most people he won't Four. even make RB4. it rb8 or RB4 by most people. RB4. And he won't even be RB8. Or he'll be RB10. Like, that's how far he's going to drop because of all those numbers he just put out. At, here's at why the size com- of me. Here's on. why I think the combine matters. And here's why I take it into account. So these guys have known since they were five years old that this is what they want to do. And they yeah. know that how they perform here is the gateway to getting them everything that they want, everything they've hoped for, everything they've dreamed of, you know, life-changing money, generational wealth. And mm. to go out there and, you know, to run like you got oatmeal in your pants is just Yeah. Like it, Jeff it, Wilson. It, it, yeah, like Jeff Wilson, Mr. Oatmeal, <laughs> the OG, the OG oatmeal pants, the 101 of oatmeal pants. Yeah. Um, but to go out there and to do that, so if there's if there's a medical, it would have popped on the medical. But like just to say, was you know, like I just I just had a bad day. You can't have a bad day on the biggest job interview of your life. I mean, you Bro. can, but then but then you leave it to then you leave it to real NFL drafters to reconcile. So say he goes out and he runs a four four a four four eight four four nine gets below that four five that he needs to get under. Then you leave it to draft guys to reconcile. Be like, all right, well, did he just blow off the combine or was there something else? You know, was it a new pair of shoes? Was the track not right? And then like, well, he's nervous. What? Yeah. yeah, but but if if that knocked him off it on the biggest day of his life to date, then. Uh, you know, maybe we're not taking a shot on him. He's going to plumb it down draft boards. He's not going to. I'm telling you, capital. he's going to so plumb it. He's going to plumb it. It happens. Yeah. It, it happens. It matters. Maybe it matters more than it should. I think in his mind, if if there was any any doubt that he was going to run like that, he has to go in there with an understanding of what he's going to run, and you know, knowing what he, he's t- he looks really disappointed. He looked yeah. really disappointed. I think his coaches were helping him out on those hand hand times. And didn't realize that he was actually a four six guy. Like yeah. he, I bet he was running low four fives at school, and he thought he was okay. And it's just 
dude, when you're that size, you can't be that slow. I'm sorry. Like it's either, or you either, you either short and small and you're elite speed guy, or I'm not drafting you. You got to be dominant in some aspect. If you're a small guy, you got to. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So here's my one thing that I will, that I will mention. Okay. So Austin Eckler had a four, four, eight and 40 yard dash. So he was not Perfect. blazing fast either. Right now, obviously Austin Eckler was undrafted, right? So <laughs> maybe that matters. Kyron Williams is elite at catching the ball. I would, I would argue that he is the best pass catcher of the ball in a running back class this year. So to me, that matters as well. But again, it's about opportunity to get on the field. And I don't, I don't want to belabor the point. I agree with you guys. I think this hurt. But the thing, the reason I say I don't want to re-rank him yet, maybe I'll take some time, absorb, go back, rewatch some tape. But what I liked about him on tape, and maybe it was just hive speak influencing my 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 decision making, and maybe that like maybe that's very real, right? But when Twitter, I watch the tape, <laughs> when I watch the tape, but the thing is, these guys typically get buzzed for a reason, right? They're, you're not just yeah. propping up some fucking excuse me jag some jag right yeah. some just a guy player you're not doing that unless there's something about this guy right so i had him Kyron at Williams I, had, I had him at four you know like it's not like i hate the guy I did too yeah see i had jerome ford above him for a little while i man again jerome ford tyler algier rashad white uh like these are guys man it's, it's such a major cluster and then the thing is, is that if you're checking boxes right you think about again we want player running backs in particular you want running backs that are going to get drafted high why? Because then you're going to get an opportunity on the field. There's only one guy on the field that's going to touch the ball at the running back position. If you're drafted high, teams are more likely going to let you be that guy. So if Tyler Algier or Jerome Ford or any of these guys go on day two, so round uh, round two, round three, immediately I'm going to prompt them up higher than the guy like Kyron Williams. That's just, that's just going to yeah. happen. But if Kyron somehow uh, sneaks into round three, like end of round three, it's a different discussion, I think. Yeah, it, that's different. Yeah, I mean, it's the draft capital is a is a is a real yeah. thing. Like it's a you know that's why these rankings are so fluid right now. Like honestly, until you see situation and until you see the investment put in these guys, it's really hard to lock down their their the, these ranks. But for me, I I I for me, I was super worried about him, and all things I was worried about were confirmed. And it's just, it just sucks. He was too small and too small, and too slow. And okay. it's a bummer. I have, okay. We're going to be here for hours and hours and hours. Like right now, it's just a very high level initial um, um, impressions on these players. We're going to have the next four or five months to talk about these players. Exactly. But one guy I do want to talk about that. I feel like I'm lower than consensus on. Um, I got not so much roasted, but I was criticized for taking Sky Moore over this guy in the in the mock draft, the roster watch versus Roto Underworld mock draft. And it's Brian Robinson running back out of Alabama. He had a four, five, three, 40 yard dash. He had a 30 inch uh, vertical, 100, yeah. uh, 119 inch broad jump. Like to me, this is like the definition of just a guy. Like just because he's on he's Alabama, yeah. is he really going to be that much better? Like, do you see teams going and drafting this guy in round two, round three? Like, I, I just don't see it. Like, there's such better talent out there. What am I missing with Brian Robinson, guys? Nothing. You're I right. You're, missing <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting no argument from me, man. Like, there's he's a reason. Like, yeah. He's Jordan Howard. Yeah, exactly. He's Howard. Exactly. He's Jordan he's Howard. Baseball. That is such a good comp for him. He really is. Like, that's exactly who he is. It, like, if like Jordan Howard was a coach's pet kind of guy, if he gets in that kind of situation because people love him as a guy, 
Like he can be productive, but like if a coach doesn't like take a liking to him, he's a jag, man. He can just be any guy that's a backup that can fill in for here and there and get five, you know, five or six touches to bit, you know, and that's about it. And that I think he's old. He's an old prospect a for the running back position coming out anyways. And I just, he, he confirmed everything I thought about him. He's just like average running back really is like, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's not exciting. He's, he's just fine. 23. He's fine. I'd rather take like, upside plays in the second in the second round with uh, wide receivers, you know, like if that's, yeah. you know, he's probably, he's probably going to go at the end, like beginning a third round now, probably Brian Robinson. Like that, I would still take some flyer wide receivers over him most likely. Okay. Let's pivot to the wide receiver position because I think that, sure. that's a good segue here. Okay. So first and foremost, again, I mean, I think Traylon Burks is still the definitive one-on-one yeah. or not one-on-one, but the, the number one wide receiver in this class. Any arguments there? He didn't quite test as, as much as we, as well as we'd hoped, but Mike, I think you mentioned it. Like he checked the box and we were happy. He checked boxes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That that was my, that we were talking on the group (laughs) chat and that was my initial thing. I said, all he's doing is checking boxes and he, for his height, weight and speed, he's completely fine. He's a little shorter than I was thinking. I thought he was six, three and some change. He's a little shorter than I thought. Um, He, I think he reminds me of a Deandre Hopkins type guy, you know, like, He, he's kind of like that, a big body kind of guy that can just out muscle people and explode for the ball and separate in the air. Um, route running is there. Once he gets, once he gets at the pro level, he can refine that more as he gets his role defined in college. He was all over the place because they didn't have anybody else on that team to give it to. So he was playing every position that possible. Um, so he's a very versatile guy. Like he, you know, some, some people were saying though, um, when he ran that four five five, you know, everybody I was hoping he was gonna run below four five. I was I was praying yeah. it was gonna be a high four four. Um, that's what I really wanted him to run. Um, but he didn't. And he actually when he came when he came in there and he was in his spandex, man, he, you can tell you can tell guy you can tell the guys that actually put a lot of a lot of work in in the weight room. Yeah. And he is the you could just see that he's that natural athlete that just I don't know if he's working that hard in the weight room. Um, I just by his build, um, when, when the pads are off, but I think he can work on that. And I think he'll become more of a pro later and he'll probably get faster as a pro. Okay. Mike, I got a question for you from Mr. Jaeger in the chat here. Do you think it's a mistake and hurts the guys draft capital capital? If they only do the pro day workout and not show at the combine. Um, yeah, I kind of think it is. I think you have to show at least something at the combine Mm -hmm. just so you can frame yourself relative to everybody else. Like, okay, it's a slow track at the combine. You're not going to run as quick there as you run it at your pro day. That's fine. Just be quicker than everybody else or, you know, jump out, jump out of the gym, you know, show your 41 inch vertical. I think you you have to do something. Now I know that some guys will say they have injury issues or they don't, they have an aggravated back or a hamstring or a hangnail or, or a hammer toe or whatever. Like, and that's fine. Some guys go there just for the interview and for the physical. And I get that, but I think you got to do something. You got to do something. Dude, always compete. If you're an athlete, always compete, man. Do something. Like I I give it I give up so much respect for guys that lay it on the line when it's when it's time, dude. Like that means you you ain't afraid of the moment. Like it really means that. Like I like when I saw Isaiah Spiller not participating and the and the announcers are saying, "What is going on here? Why isn't he running?" And 
they were one like he didn't tell anybody that he wasn't running. It, it, he just didn't show up for the run. Like it was very, it, he made it feel like he was going to run, and then he just decided not to. Um, I think once he saw his terrible vert, like his vert was not good enough um, for for being a top tier running yeah. back. Um, I just, I think he got nervous and he didn't want to run and just he just did drills. And even in the drills, he looked heavy footed, like he was tripping on the bags here and there. I like it. I I just you know there there's some red flags with him, and I'm I'm very nervous about that guy. But I mean Here's, he okay. he has production, he has talent. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're exaggerating a little bit too much for Isaiah mm-hmm. Spiller specifically. I mean, man, if you have a core muscle and it's fucking sore, your entire body gets shut. Oh, down. I understand. You then you say that move. from the beginning, and you don't do anything. Yeah, you don't do anything. I he went and did yeah, the vert. he did the vert. He did but, the broad okay. jump. Like here's the thing, I'm, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay, Brandon? See, so, yeah. so you're 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 giving the guy shit for not performing well, but on the other hand, you said you love guys that go out and, and want to compete. So don't yeah, you don't you give at least a little bit of credit for the fact that he had that core issue, that muscle, that that ab issue? If he had it, I mean, like okay, I honestly don't right, know if he did. Right. I don't know. It's, like it's it, it really is tough to say that. And you know, I he if he did play, if he was trying to play hurt, then I get yeah. it. Like I got it. But man, if I'm his agent and I know he's got a core issue, he doesn't do a goddamn thing. You don't you know do a goddamn thing. Justin Ross, the only thing event that Justin Ross performed in was the bench press, which is right. Yeah. And so, and here's something that's interesting as well is that I was, I was listening just on uh, moving the chains and they were talking about how the reason that especially wide receivers and a lot of these guys aren't doing the bench press is because the next day they're sore, right? Cause they're pretty much maxing out their yep. weight and their reps. So the next yep. day they're sore, which is going to impact their on field drills. Like what is the NFL doing? Like that, that, that makes obvious sense. Like we've all been at the gym. I mean, those who wouldn't believe they all, actually do that was done. a that was a big talk. There was big talk yeah. about that. It sounds like they're gonna get it. Sounds like they might get rid of bench they just gotta, completely. Who cares, man? They For don't certain positions sure actually, like line like only absolutely. the trenchers. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the trench guys, exactly. that's fine. But like, dude, skill guys don't need to be doing throwing around 225 30 times. Like that doesn't need yeah. to be happening. Yeah. Like exactly. it's a joke to do that, even though Rondell Moore did it crazy. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you know it's a joke. The day that that punter, the day that the punter put up, uh, what thirty eight? The day that the day yeah. that put up, yeah, they should have just gotten rid of it. Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay, this is stupid. It's time. It's time. It's as time. a career, as a career specialist, it it gave me it gave me a lot of right. a lot of satisfaction. But it, there's no need for it. What I want to hear from you is, what about your guy Sky Moore, man? Ooh, that guy. That, we talk talk a little Sky bit about Moore? your guy Sky because. He lit up the combine and was the talk of the combine, and even in interviews. Yes. So Sky Moore, look, I, I guess he's just a different cat. Like this is the side of things. Like that's why you you go and you follow services that we trust. Like Cody Carpentier yeah. of um, Roto Underworld was there with the roster watch guys, and so yep. like they, they go and they do these interviews or at the podiums earlier in the week, and so you kind of get to, to understand the character of these players. Sky Moore, man, the more and more I'm learning about this guy, the more I I just learned to love him. So wide receiver at Western Michigan, he's still young. He's only 21 and a half years old. He weighed in at 195 pounds. He's five foot ten. He ran a four four one. 40 yard dash, which gave him a speed score of 98.9, which, you know, again, for his size, it's about a 60th percentile, right? But he's still quick. The thing is, is that his, uh, let's see here, um, 20 yard shuttle was 4.32, his agility score of 11.45. 
overall, his broad jump was uh, one or 125, which is roughly about 10 feet. Um, big catch radius, 9.81 for his size, which I love. And he had That's a 34.5 inch vertical jump. So overall, Sky Moore impressed me. He's exactly who I thought he was. I think he's going to be a very good slot wide receiver in the league with the ability to play on the outside. And the more and more I think about it, okay. Um, you know who he is. Who is he? Elijah Moore, man. <laughs> like, he's our Elijah Moore. He's, I think he's – he's, in terms of, like, the flag-planting guy, yeah, he's our Elijah Moore of this of this year. I, I can't quite put him because he's not as athletic as Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore, man, was an absolute he was, freak, okay? Freaky. Yeah. Think about a guy like Sky Moore, man. If he goes to the right team that's going to use him, like, if, if these Cole Beasley trade rumors are true – don't go out and sign fucking Christian Kirk Buffalo. Don't pay 13 million bucks. Go Ugh. and draft Sky Moore at the end of the third round because he's probably going to be there. And man, you got your slot receiver for the next five, six years at least, right? Like that's that's what I think. That's like <laughs> perfect outcome for me. I, I, he's got the talent. He's, he's going to be there. The problem is there's so many good slot wide receivers in the draft. Like Chris Olave, man. He God damn it. Let's talk talent. about him, man. Talk he about him. He looked good. Talent. He looked good, right. man. Wait, is is Sky more Deontay Johnson? Sky Moore's more like De- Deontay Johnson to me. Yeah, he's a little bit heavier than Deontay. Deontay I think he's is- a little bit rowdier than Deontay. I think he has a little bit of. I think he's got a little bit of Steve Smith in him, dude. Like so he's Deontay got some. Plus, yeah, he's he's got hey, he's got some umph behind him. Sky I like him. Like Sky Moore's got some got some weight to him. Let me just pull up. Uh, he's thick, bro. He was a DB. I'm telling you, that DB body, man. Like his weight, yeah. he carries his weight well. Like he he's thick. He runs hard, and I, I think Johnson's he's one eighty three. Super intelligent, Brendan. Deontay Johnson's yeah, 183. you're good. He's got twelve. So he's pounds. thick, dude. Yeah, he's exactly thick Deontay. Yeah, but, but but that's yes, like that agility, that those those reliable hands. We talked about it on 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 the wide receiver show. Man, yeah, he's going to be very good. Chris Olave, though, man, to me, he's that's Deontay Johnson. <laughs> got my wife Tara. Uh, chiming in here thick that's right we like our wide receivers <laughs> thick baby that's right that's she the way i like my women thick <laughs> our women right. are wide receivers that's right women and wide receivers give me that thickness oh boy. Yep. this is going off the road all right okay but anyways Olave, though okay this is Chris what happens Olave on a sunday we're off the rails <laughs> i know man like good lord um Chris Olave, he ran a 439 40 yard dash, which gave him a speed score of 99.3, which is very impressive. Um, he had one uh, hundred or, I can see I keep getting thrown off because the broad jumps numbers that I have in here are inches, so I have to convert it to feet, but it's 124 inches, which is roughly 10, 10 and what the three or and a quarter feet. Yeah. So, you know, solid broad jump. Chris Olave, like he looks good, man. He, again, he just keeps checking all the damn boxes. We talk about Bro. the best probably slot wide receiver in his classes, it's Chris Olave, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you actually listen to like um, the Mike, like Michael Irvin and stuff when they're watching, Chris Olave yeah. was catching eyes, man. Everybody was yeah. talking to him. They're like, "This kid is like Steve Smith." Steve Smith Jr. was on the on the t- yeah. on the call, and he was saying he was like, "I was expecting him because because he ran that that time." He was like, "But when you watch him run routes, like he's controlled. He's a pro." Like yeah. he, he, he's like, he can, tr- he can throttle down when it's appropriate. Like a lot of these young guys, when they're fast, they hit, they get to a certain point too quick. They need to allow things to develop. And that is something that Olave already has 
from what Steve yeah. Smith is already saying. He's like, this kid has the timing, has 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 the ability to throttle down and change gears, and that's that that tells you everything you need to know. Like that, that's a so, mass. Like I like him. He's moving up my step board back. A what creates separation? Because that's what you want in a wide receiver, somebody who can create separation. It's change of speed and change, change. of direction, right? Yeah. It's that yeah. it's that ability. So we look at the 40 yard dash and it's fun, it's sexy, it's like the, you know, it's 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 the best event of the of the combine. But what does it really mean? Well, okay, yeah, it means these guys are, are, are quick. But is Valus Jones somebody that we're really going to go out and run and, and want to be drafting just because he was quick? Not really, right? Bo Melton impressed. He's a guy that hey, you like. Hey, hey, he's moving up draft boards, Mel- but but Bo Melton's going to have day three drafts. Hey, right? Bo Melton's not being hey. drafted in day two. Okay, I like him. Yeah, he, okay, well, I like he, I like Bo too. He was he's built, thing. Brandon. Brandon, you're like taking him. away my damn point. You're going to make me tilted here. <laughs> I think the point is. A player like, see, look at this. My, my screen just blurred out. I was just, I was too tilted. What happened? There you go. There Come you back, are. Baby. We got you back. You're good, man. Good. The thing about Chris Olave and man, okay, PFF, I love your data, but how is Garrett Wilson not one of your top, like he's not in your top five of wide receivers? Like, what are you doing? And to yeah. me, like Garrett Wilson, holy crap. He, you talk he about good. smoothness in the drills. He looked the smoothest in the drill. And, and like, I guess, Based on the fact that you know the Ohio people were all there, they're nearby, right? So he was getting yeah. cheers every time he was touching the ball. But he looked good, man. So Garrett Wilson, to me, is where who who, is, who I thought he was. The problem with like where am I going to rank with Chris Olave relative to say like Jameson Williams? It's that one's going to be really hard. That's because James. Dude, that's a big yeah. I like that. Jamo's call. still hurt, so we didn't he didn't test. So uh, am I gonna put him? Probably not. I probably still have Jamo. Right He's now. lighter than Olave. Olave, what what did Olave weigh in at? Olave weighed in at uh, 187 pounds. See, he's 10 pounds heavier than Jameson. Yeah, like Jamo, that. That Jamo is like 175 or 179. Some shit. He weighed, that yeah. was disappointing. Jamo weighed in at 179. Yeah. That gave me some pause for sure, man. Yeah. It, it, and I was watching. I, I was watching a video of him. He looks skinny. Like, but I mean, you got to give him a rest though. Cause he's coming off ACL reconstruction surgery. So he's probably yeah. not in the gym. Like he would be when he's in the season, he's probably f- more folk, you know, they're doing things for the knee and he's just not built up for football just yet. But like, still like not breaking 180 when you're not walking around at, at 180, that's, that's something that you raise your eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I currently think I, I currently think I put Alave right ahead of JMO. Yeah. I okay. Think I so to. Clips Clips been talking about um Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle. He ran a four seven eight second forty yard dash, three hundred and forty pounds. We got to talk about this guy just because it's just it's absolutely disgusting. Just how it's like a bear running at you, dude. That's like a bear. I know. Like, that's like a, that's literally a bear up on his hind legs running at you. <laughs> and just hitting 19 miles an hour, like just it's oh fucking God. insane, dude. Like, because I, 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 I'll, I'll admit, look, I, I'll be the first to admit that I watch the running backs, I watch the tight ends, I watch the quarterbacks, and I watch the wide receivers. And I don't I'm watch done. the linemen. <laughs> I will admit it. I don't do it. I'm sorry, but I, but look, that tape was all over Twitter. So I was watching. Yeah, it this I didn't morning, watch it. And it was it was pretty damn sick, man. So I went and watched Batman back. instead. Screw it. Hey. <laughs> Pivot for a second. All right, Brandon. And this was actually going to be one of my first questions of the show today. Real question. Just just no spoilers. On a rate, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're rating the Batman. What would you give it out of 10? 8.8. 8. 8. 
Whoa, I think eight point eight. I like that because I think it's it's, it's it's a phenomenal movie. Like it's just phenomenal. Um, it's gritty. It's something you don't expect from a comic book movie. It's exactly what we've been screaming. We wanted as nerds. We wanted some dark. <laughs> we wanted dark. We wanted gritty. We wanted, yeah. you know, just disturbing in a way. There's some disturbing moments in that in that movie. Like um, that. And it's and it hits you right in the face right away. Like it's not a joke. It doesn't mess around at all. And it's three hours and you don't even understand. Like it, and you're entertained the whole time. But I suggest, though, I suggest find yourself a theater with those lazy boy chairs. That's that's where you go watch that kind of movie. Because if you're uncomfortable, any three-hour movie, you're going to get upset. Because, like, especially when you got kids. Like, I had a 10-year-old, and she was starting to move around. And I'm sitting there just, like, loving it. And she's just like, this is really long. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but the movie's awesome. It was well worth the wait. The Batmobile is the sickest thing ever, I love I, and it. it is po- it's it's honestly possible to make it. Like it's not some bullshit Hollywood kind of vehicle. Like you could probably make that thing. That's and cool. That's cool. You'll see I, some. I, I, you'll, you'll see some billionaire remake it. Watch. I had a rant yesterday. My wife was asking me, like, she's like, Shane, you're like the weirdest nerd ever. I'm like, why? She's like, because you love Marvel, but you hate DC. I'm like, I don't hate. DC. I hate DC too. Just yeah. give me something to cheer for, DC. Like, just give me something to cheer for. Like, Justice League was not something to cheer for. Aquaman was not something to cheer for. Garbage. All the Superman movies, trash, right? Yep. What do I like? I like the Christian Bale movies, but honestly, even the third one was was meh at best, right? Which is disappointing. But the fact that you're telling me that the Batman is something to cheer for, that makes me damn happy, man. Bro, okay. I'm telling you, it's exciting. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. The hero we want or the hero we need. Brandon, make a case. Just play, you know, make a case, make an argument why Malik Willis, after this week at the Combine, is in the discussion for the one-on-one in Superflex drafts. Wait, real quick. Did you see the Zack Snyder Justice League? I did. Yes. And it was way better than the original. I, I it was so way better. better. So, so much better. better. So much but, better, but still not good. Those did four it four hours? Did, it was four hours, man. It was just yeah. it was long. I literally had to break it in two days, dude. Like two I days. I watched it over like two. a week. <laughs> like, like I, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't sit for that long. I'm a ADHD ferret, dude. I need to be moving around. Like I, that's insane, dude, to do that. But Mike, okay, we'll talk a little. Malik Willis, yeah. he, I think what makes you feel good about him is just the hype from everybody that spoke to him. Like yeah. when they actually talk to the guy, how the kind of man he is, com, what, from what is coming out of the combine, the guy is straight up. He's a leader. He's a he's yeah. an alpha. When he's walking around, people are people are following, and people listen. Um, what jumped off the page to me was arm strength popped. Mm. That that popped yes. big time. Um, deep the deep shots, but I mean. He, he was inaccurate in a little bit of the drills, but you could just see it. that's only because of footwork and rhythm. And it's different when you're doing drills and there's nothing yeah. in front of you. Like yeah. when you, you're not feeling the defense coming at or your old line around you and all that stuff, it's just different. But, you know, I just think he has that the elite arm strength and he needs to fall to the right offense. If, if he falls to the right offense, like if he goes to the Steelers, if he goes to – where he can throw deep downfield to guys like Chase Claypool and yeah. have Fryermuth down the deep seams. 
that's money. <laughs> but like if it, but if he's going to like Washington, or if he's going to like Carolina, I'm not as happy about it. Dude, I like I like Ron Rivera as a coach. I think he. I do too. I I like him as a coach, but I just think his personnel isn't what will set Malik up for success. But some of these guys were talking Russell Wilson vibes when they yeah. were watching him throw the football. They yeah. were saying Russell Wilson vibes. So I was listening to, to to again moving to change. It's my show. I listen to pretty much every day. Um, it's fantastic for those who have serious. You have to listen to it if you like the NFL because you just learn the X's and O's of it. And um. Jim Miller, who is the quarterback, he was screaming in his microphone that he sees Russell Wilson potential with yeah. Malik Willis. And and I yeah. love that man. It's just it's a good comp. Deep ball, that deep ball is impressive. It looks yes, it jumps and it's accurate, man. It the guy that really he, he out threw dudes that were running four three five, man. Yeah, he was, was out throwing them. It was pretty sick, Insane. man. I mean, look, I mean, there's something to be there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that can throw it really damn far but aren't very good you need touch on the yeah. ball you need both touch. and i must look there's still a conversation about if these any of these quarterbacks have have top 10 real nfl draft talent i don't know man it's still that one's still up for debate time is at this point it's time's gonna tell right i think it's I gonna get think so. i think there will be i think there will be one i think they're gonna get somebody's gonna push up somebody's gonna go all in on their prospect somebody's gonna do it yeah. it happens every year i mean ej Manuel made top 15 Come on, like, yeah. like, come on. We've got to think yeah. about this. Like, people, people push anybody up. Like, but you know, Malik Willis, man, the guy was thick. He was built. He, he's exactly. If you're going to be an undersized mobile guy, you better be yeah. thick and you better be strong. And he was all those things. And so, character. He's got the and character. And he's got unbelievable character. I mean, I it, it hit all the internet. Like, he was helping a homeless man out giving away stuff that he got for free. Like he was getting all these uh, perk, perk bags from Nike and shit. He was, hand, he handed out some homeless guy and that, that was awesome. There, he, nobody knew. All the cynics out there were saying that it was, that it was staged, but it's like the guy's still doing hey, man, it. Hey, if, he would, hey, if, if that was staged, that means he's got Smart. some. But who cares? He's still giving away this shit to homeless people. So at the end of the day, it's Bro. still benefiting this person. So 100%. Okay. I'm going to put my seatbelt on. If I had a helmet, I'd put my helmet on. Mike, this is this is directly for you. Great. You're still you're still on Desmond Ritter. Tell Yikes. me, are you are you impressed? Are you up? Are you down? Where are you at? He's actually o Toxic there. Nicks is saying hello. What's going on, O Toxic Nicks? Hopefully you're not too toxic. I Tell mean me about I, Desmond Ritter, brother. I think I was high, I'm higher on Desmond Ritter than either one of you two. I'm probably yeah. a little higher than the rest of the field. So nothing nothing i saw really knocked knocked me off that uh word on the street was that he did well he did well in interviews he was good he between the ears he yeah. ran really quickly you know that mobility was something that he displayed that his sophomore and junior season but he kind of tailed off his senior season just because he threw is the only year that he threw for over 3200 yards the other two years his sophomore and junior he ran for over seven because he threw for less than three Woof. um you talk about winning, like, and he was the the thing that really the thing that stands out to me. There's there's two things. One, he didn't get as far as he wanted to his junior season. They got right to the precipice of getting into that thing you know, of the top four, getting into a bowl game and pushing for a national title. He said, "I want to come back. I want to do this. I want to take. I want to take my team to the promised land." So between his sophomore and between his junior and senior season, he hooked up with somebody named Jordan Palmer. If you don't know, mm -hmm. he is the younger brother of Carson Palmer. 
he's a guru. He's the one that fixed Josh Allen. Um, he's kind of like, he's one of three guys that, yeah. So I'm not, and I'm not saying Desmond Ritter is Josh Allen. I'm saying from a mechanics standpoint, and this is the other thing that I like is the self-awareness to say, Hey, my mechanics aren't where they should be. I'm going to go yeah. and work with somebody who's known for fixing people. So he went back, his PFF passing grade jumped up almost 25 points, you know, well over 90. And then he took his team into the playoffs. So he won his junior year, said, I'm going to come back and win my senior year and came back and win one. And quite honestly, with a team, you know, Cincinnati, like they're not, a, they're not, I don't know if they're in power five now with how they realigned, but like, it's tough to, to take those guys, to take those guys there to do it consistently. So yeah. I like what I've seen about him. He's slight. He's what, six four two ten somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. So six three to 11. But if, I mean, if he puts on, if he puts on 15 pounds, six, three, two twenty five, like that, you know, and he's got the mechanics, he's got the leadership, he's got, he's got the processing speed. Like, yeah, give me that guy, especially if everything else checks out, he's got, he's got decent sized hands. So that's not an issue. <laughs> I don't 10 inches, control. baby. 10 yeah. Inches. But like, everybody but I mean, likes like, 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told that three was fine, but I don't know. I don't um, know. But yeah, I mean, everything checks out and everything again, like with Traylon Burks, everything checked out as it needed to check out. So, uh, yeah, I'm no lower on him than I was before, which means I'm higher than everybody else. Right. And I mean, we, you, you guys don't understand. This guy has been blasting Ritter, Ritter posts in our, in our group chat every single day. And he's, 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 I mean, there's some things that he said on the Twitter or on this chat that I don't want to repeat. Because it's just that far out there, and I don't want anybody to judge them for that. But you know, if but, people don't but, judge hey, me now, they're not going to judge me. But so Ritter, go ahead, but, hey, but hey, I, I hope you're right, though. I hope he does go to the Lions. That would be actually all right. I would actually kind of like that, and that actually is a good fit. I think in general, the thing about the quarterback position is it's it's by far one of the hardest positions to scout, right? Because yep. there's there's the talent, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks out there that don't make it in the league because of what it's between the ears, right? It, it's right. how these guys process, it's the type of character that these play, that these players are. And I don't know, man. Like I like Desmond Ritter as a dude, man. He's somebody that I want to cheer for. I just mm -hmm. don't know if he's got the skills to be starting quarterback in the NFL. Like is he? But can I, can, can we just say since we're talking quarterbacks, can we just say Pickett looked good? Like Pickett, Pickett was accurate as fuck, man. Yeah. Like if you actually look at his every like every time a wide receiver caught something, they were on the run. They didn't even have to turn their body; they just snatched it. Like it, it was right there. The only time I saw something that was a little weird was on the deep balls. Like that was the, that's where the. The arm strength comes in and maybe yeah. and the glove and like you never know. But hey, I will give it to him. He just he did what he wanted to do. He didn't allow anybody to freaking get in his head and not wear gloves and all this bullshit. Like he like I give mad respect for that because people were giving him so much crap this whole freaking week. And he just went out there and did his thing and he looked good. And everybody that I've listened to that are pros said that he threw the best out of yeah. everybody. Like the most consistent, he threw the best. It wasn't even close for that. But like, but where you can see like the difference between Willis and him, man, anything beyond 15 yards and out, Willis's ball just gets yeah. there. It just yeah. gets there. Like the Would way you Pickett's, you know, that's different. Would you hate Pickett to Carolina? No, that's actually okay. DJ Moore would be great for him. 
I think DJ Moore that. would be great would for him. That. I think yeah. Christian McCaffrey would be great for him. Um, I, cause he could just dump off balls to him and get yak. And I, like, that's what I've been saying about him. He's that whoever his wide receivers are, they're going to love him because he's going to put the ball in position to where you can run and your yak numbers are going to just be monstrous because he is that accurate. He puts it on the freaking on right where you need it to go. So you can keep moving. And that is the difference between a pro quarterback and just a college quarterback that can just throw hard, you know, like, that's where his touch was evident when he was throwing the ball. That's all I'm going to so say. Here's the question. <clears throat> Carolina Panthers have the sixth overall pick in the draft this year. They need to trade back. If they could trade back yeah, then and, and go and, and maybe get an extra second rounder or get a first next year and then go and get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, I think yeah. those would – to me, Malik Willis is, is, is more the mold of what Carolina would want. But I, I like Kenny Pickett there. I do. I just – they want that mobile quarterback in Canada. And also, Kenny think, Pickett ran pretty good for being 6'3". Kenny, yeah, Kenny Pickett can move. I I think Malik Willis makes a lot of sense. To me, I see a slightly smaller Cam Newton, so for that reason, he makes sense go. to Washington because the yeah. Washington the Washington staff had yeah. Cam Newton, developed Cam Newton, and won with Cam Newton. So that that just that makes a little more sense to me. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. And I, and I think they're going to actually sign Amari Cooper. And if they sign Amari Cooper like mm. they wanted to two years ago, and they bring you think in Washington will. Yes. I think Washington's oh. going to make a huge push for Cooper. He, they supposedly before he signed with the Cowboys, they were the ones that went all in on him and was going to give him whatever number he wanted. And he chose the Cowboys. So if he's going to leave and if he's going to get released, I can see Washington being that team. If you're Amari Cooper, he's due at $20 million this year. If you're Amari Cooper and the Cowboys come to you and say, look, Amari, we want you on the team, but we need you to take a pay cut to $14 bucks." Because, again, if we're talking about Christian Kirk's going to make 13 Amari Cooper's hell way no. better than Christian Kirk, right? I say hell no if I'm Amari. No, but the yeah, thing I is, if he, goes on the, if he goes on the open market, what, how much is he going to demand? 14, 15, 15 16. Yeah, 15, 16? Yeah, 15. Yeah, $15 million. He's a okay. wide receiver one, man. Like he, yeah. He's a legitimate wide receiver one. He just, I think he, I think he rubbed Jerry Jones the wrong way with the whole not getting vaccinated thing. That was a big deal behind the scenes yeah. with uh that's, that's with Jerry point. Jones. He was he was very pissed off about that, and he and that he missed time because because of COVID and because of his ankle again. And I just, what's coming out of Dallas is to me is go buy CD Lamb oh <laughs> before it's too God. late. Go it's buy CD Lamb before right, it's, it's too late. late. It's already. I know. Too late, bro. I, I know, but some people believe that some people don't believe that Amari is going to get cut. So if you can find some stooge out there that's going to give you Lamb, like I'll go, hey, go trade T Higgins straight up for uh, CD Lamb right now. That's what I would do right now. CD Lamb, C, do CD Lamb and CD Lamb and CD Lamb and uh, and T Higgins have been back to back in most rankings. They are like right next to each other. Yeah. Right next to each other. That's a, that, I mean, if you could pull it off, I'd take CD over over T for sure. Hundred percent. Oh I'd be shocked. But be so, shocked dude, some people were down. so angry at CD over this last ah. year, and it's just funny. Like people, people are so are low on him. This is the lowest you're going to get him. Get, see I right there. Down. That's what I'm saying. What no. the fuck are you talking about? Like that's just crazy. <laughs> like that's just Gallus nonsense. Man. Get out of here. That's oh, nonsense. Man. I just don't. You know, I get what. Get, get your guy then, bud. Get your guy. We can have yeah. a we can have a bet, man. We can have a bet. We can. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you three years of production for Gallup 
versus two years with the next two years with Lamb yeah. not win. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. like Lamb is about to get like twelve freaking targets a game. Like he is going to get look. Give Gallup credit. Gallup's a stud too. Dude's yeah. always hurt, unfortunately, right? Like whether Dude's he's always hurt. to be hurt, he's been always hurt. Um, yeah. Look, we're going. We've been going fifty-five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna end the show shortly here, Brandon. I'm gonna give you one last take, and Mike as well. I'm gonna give you guys each one last take of a player that either impressed or didn't impress of any position. A guy that you're higher on, lower on, or just somebody you want to talk about. Mike, I'm gonna go to you first. I'm putting you on the spot. Name one guy that you want to talk about before we close the show. Yeah, I've been talking about him a little bit. Brandon mentioned him earlier, Rashad White. Uh, I think that his skill set translates well into what the NFL is looking to do. So, you know, you see Mike McDaniel, and it's Mike McDaniel and Josh McDaniels, correct? This is yeah. very confusing. All these, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these, all these little Irishmen running around coaching football. Yeah. Teams. Um, That's right. yeah. Um, you see what Mike McDaniel said about uh, about Jalen Waddle, and I'm not saying I'm not saying Rashad White is Jalen Waddle, but the guys that he wants to get the ball in their hands, whether it's out of the backfield or whether it's as a pass catcher. Um, White was White was six two two what two ten? No, he was six foot. Like, he was actually oh, he foot, came in at 14. six foot. Which is great. I I didn't want him to be six two. I wanted him to yeah. be six foot. Like yeah, so he gets to that tall as a running back, it's tough. Yeah, so he's he's shorter than Cordero Patterson is. So he profiles more mm-hmm. as a as a running back, as a true running back. He's gonna get he's gonna move a lot. If he goes to the right offensive system, he is going to be yes. a huge weapon. You know, and I think that I you're gonna it. see. You're going to see coaches try and find these guys. The, the Cordero Patterson. I can't believe he's in this. We're mentioning him in Antonio Gibson. He, he looks like Antonio Gibson. Samuelson. Yeah, but like, but like those kind of guys. They can catch. They can run. Um, I, I actually like White a little bit more as a prospect than Gibson because he has more time in the backfield. I think Brandon, you and I have talked about this. I think mm-hmm. part of Gibson's learning curve has been has been learning to take the punishment of an NFL running right. back, and it's it's hard because he didn't. He he's didn't learning that many. Yeah, he he's he's learned. I feel better about him this year than I did the last couple of years. Um, yep. Yep. but Rashad White knows how to take the punishment, so he's he's a guy that I, that I like that I'm probably gonna take above ADP and will hopefully own more of. Boom. Yeah, no, I love that. Awesome. Um, Clipboard Jesus is putting his money where his mouth is. He's saying, "Get a hold of him, Brandon. We can do that because we play in some leagues together, and we'll get we'll get a humiliation bet on on paper." Dude, let's do it. Like, years. dude, I'll Absolutely. do that all day. I'll do that all day. Perfect. All day. Fantastic. All, all right, day. Brandon, who, who, who's the last player you want to talk about to finish it out? I'm going to do, I'm just going to pound the table one, one more time for my guy, Ken, Ken Walker, man. That guy, yeah. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, top, lock it in. He's a top five rookie pick. If you don't take him in the top five, you're in, insane. Like he is the RB2 to me, solidified. And if you actually watch his uh, drill work at the combine, he was snatching the ball like he was doing, he's been doing it out of the womb. Like he, 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 yeah. the way he was, he was killing it, bro. <laughs> like he was snatching it outside of the frame on the run. He was adjusting to, to bad throws all like he was doing everything. And I just want to throw out a couple stats about him that people aren't really giving him credit, man. So this guy had the most uh, yards after contact in the NCAA last year with 1,168 yards after contact, after contact. He had 89 missed tackles, 89 led the, led the whole college football. And he had the best elusive rate by PFF 147.5. That's out of 150. Um, he was, he had the second most rushing yards. He weighed in bigger than everybody thought. 
Okay. Everybody yeah. thought he was going to weigh in at 205, 200 maybe. He came in at 211 and still ran a 438. That is something that is elite and something I'm going to put my feather in. And he is J.K. Dobbins. And I'm going to say that to the grave. And this guy is. I'm excited about him. People were way too low on him prior to the combine and people are catching up now. I love that. We weren't too low on him. We we've always loved no. Ken Walker here at the flex network. Ken, look, Walker. I'm going to talk about a Ken Walker. I'm going to talk about a guy real quick that didn't even test. It's just a player that I'm excited to have on, on my team as a new England Patriots fan. And that's John Mechie. He's getting a lot of talk <laughs> about being drafted by the Patriots. So that's it. That was, you know, one of my highlights coming out of the, out of the combine week was just, conversations about getting Mechie back to his college quarterback. That's it. I, I just, it. I just, I just pray to God that uh, McDaniels down in Miami drafts Ken Walker. If he, if he goes to Miami, I think he's going to be a superstar with that coach. I think he's going to make Maybe. it, make that kid into something real. I'm that's excited. Some Shanahan it. the backfield up. I know. That's yeah. the only thing like, uh, yeah, I get you. I get you, Mike. Yeah. Like, that would piss me <laughs> yeah. off. But, you know, I I, actually, I think the opportunity is there and I think the talent is undeniable. And I think he's a great fit for that offense. I think I think he could help out that offense quite a bit. The thing about Shanahan was when he finally had a stud running back one in Elijah he used Mitchell, him. He's, yep. he used him as a stud running back one. If Ken Walker's going to a team, Ken Walker's going to a team to be the guy. Brandon, yep. how do the good people find you? Twitter, Brandon D. Adam 19. Check me out. I'm constantly tweeting about Ken Walker, and we're gonna be—it's gonna be unrelenting until draft day. I'm excited. We're 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 finally pushing along this dynasty season. We got some metrics to actually dig into, and now we can fine tune everything and find those other gems in in the third, fourth rounds at, that people are talking about. And I'm gonna take you down clipboard, and it's gonna be <laughs> glorious, Mike. Uh, Twitter, Mike underscore Dickinson. Come talk. Let's hang out. Let's yep. have a chat. Yeah, he's the biggest troll in the world, but he's the nice guy. I am not. Life. I am. He's not. a nice guy in real life. Oh, man. Okay. So, of course, I'm Flex Shane. You can follow us on Twitter at the Flex Network One. If you like what you listen to, please hit the like button on YouTube. Please subscribe. Please retweet. Please share. Please do all these things. We're on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. We've been making videos on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're pretty much anywhere you can find us. Spotify. Just tell your friends. Keep listening. Keep sharing the content because we want to grow this. We want to grow this this family that we call the Flex Network. Yeah. So, for those who have already listened to us, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here the entire time. And we are just getting started. We're going to be sending out at least one show a week to talk about mm-hmm. prospects, to talk about strategy. Next week, we're going to focus on the. Uh, the real NFL, right? We've been talking a lot about prospects. Free agency. The league, yeah, free agency is almost here. The league season starts on the 14th of March, which tampering is... Tampering starts the 14th. What's yeah. that? Tampering. Tampering starts on the 14th. Yeah, exactly. So that's the yeah. real discussions, right? Really, we're going to start yeah. on the 14th. So we're going to do a preview show next week for you, for the people to talk about some of the free agents that we're excited about. I mean, maybe there's going to be some movement on the Amari Cooper talks, the Cole Beasley talks, all that fun stuff. So we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. It's March. Football's here. It's 365 days a year, and the Flex Network's going to be here to help you out. So with that, for Brandon, for Mike, I'm Shane, and we are the Flex.
the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. Yeah. Flex on the G.